Hello, and welcome to the Gem State Podcast. My name is Brian Allman. The Republican primary race is heating up. Here in District 14, six candidates are running for two House seats, while the statewide races for Attorney General, Secretary of State, Lieutenant Governor, and of course, the Governor, are all very competitive. One thing you will hear people say during these primary campaigns is that certain people are rhinos. Republicans in name only, or they are not true conservatives. That raises the question of what does it mean to be conservative? I believe that it is important to define our terms. If you and I have different definitions for various words, then we cannot actually communicate. We'll just talk past each other. I think that there's a lot of talking past each other going on in right-wing discourse today. Grammatically, conservative means someone who conserves something. To conserve means to save, to preserve, to maintain the status quo. Generally, conservative refers to someone who wants to keep our society the way it is, or perhaps even to roll back some of the changes that have been brought about by progressives. In general, conservative has become shorthand for the right wing of the American political spectrum. I liken our society to a river that moves steadily leftward. If you do nothing at all, you will gradually drift to the left, perhaps without even realizing it. It takes a lot of energy just to hold on and maintain your position, even more to move back to the right. Because of this, many conservatives end up with positions that were considered extremely progressive just a generation ago. Consider how many conservatives today will defend gay marriage, which was only imposed upon the American people by the Supreme Court less than seven years ago. The left has a view of history that is naturally progressive. That is, that history has a leftward bent. That is why progressives always accuse us of wanting to turn back the clock, or of being on the wrong side of history. Many conservatives have subconsciously adopted this view as well, albeit on a slower scale. Anarchist author Michael Malice likes to say that conservatism is progressivism driving the speed limit. William F. Buckley founded National Review in the 1950s promising to stand athwart history, shouting stop. But today, conservatives mostly stand up and say, could you go a little bit slower, please? A look at the last century of American history shows that conservatives tend to adopt progressive positions about 20 years after they began opposing them. Conservative opposition to FDR's New Deal in the 1930s led to a complete wipeout of the Republican Party in Congress, and the new generation of Republicans who came to power after World War II pretty well accepted that the New Deal was here to stay. Conservatives opposed LBJ's Great Society in the 1960s, but were once again wiped out and replaced by Republicans who decided not to die on that hill. Even the great conservative president, Ronald Reagan, did little to roll back either government program. Ironically, welfare reform came about due to the partnership between the Republican Speaker of the House Newt Gingrich and the Democrat President Bill Clinton in the 1990s. Barack Obama needed a filibuster-proof majority in the Senate and some shady backroom deals to pass Obamacare in 2010. But when the Republicans regained a majority in both houses of Congress as well as the presidency in 2017, they were unable to repeal it. 
Perhaps the only issue that has seen conservative victories recently is with guns. Federal attempts to ban or restrict guns have been soundly defeated, and half the states in the Union now have constitutional carry. This is a fantastic achievement. I just wish that we could have that kind of success in other areas, too, where conservatives tend to play the role of the Washington generals to the progressives' Harlem Globetrotters. Now that we've established that conservatives have generally failed to conserve anything over the last century, let's take a look at what it means to be a conservative today. This is where we end up talking past each other. There is one faction of the Republican Party that says conservatism is all about economic issues. According to this view, anyone who supports low taxes is a conservative, no matter what their social views. You see this with a lot of establishment Republicans who will champion tax cuts and deregulation, but seem embarrassed by their voters' insistence on maintaining traditional religious values. The neoconservative wing who migrated to the right in the 1970s and 80s because the Republicans were willing to stand up to communist Russia, has little care for social issues so long as they get their foreign wars, free trade, and open borders. For many years, the neoconservative establishment told us that we had to hold our noses and vote for the most electable Republican candidate, men like John McCain and Mitt Romney, because at least we'd get good judicial appointments. However, when Republican voters supported Donald Trump in 2016, these same pundits abandoned the GOP rather than holding their own noses for once. There is another faction of Republicans that has basically the opposite view. They are willing to discuss economic ideas that would have been anathema to conservatives just a decade ago, such as student loan forgiveness or increased taxation on big business. They oppose foreign wars. They want an immigration moratorium. They cheered Donald Trump when he put tariffs on foreign goods. Their view of conservatism is one in which society is structured to support strong families, and where there is more to life than GDP. To this group, social issues are of the utmost importance. Tucker Carlson made waves a few years ago when he came out in support of this view, clashing at the time with TPUSA founder Charlie Kirk in a televised debate. Because of these different factions, it is meaningless to accuse a candidate of not being conservative unless we can agree on definitions and context. Can someone who supports abortion be conservative? What about transgenderism? Do all conservatives need to agree that reducing taxes should be our highest priority? Can you be anti-war and conservative? Or does opposing endless foreign wars make you a rhino? Turn on Fox News and you'll see Sean Hannity saying that true conservatives must oppose Russia right now. Then Tucker Carlson comes up later and says that that's not our fight, and instead conservatism is about taking care of American families. Which one of them is the rhino? Last year, Governor Asa Hutchinson of Arkansas vetoed legislation that would have banned mutilating children in the name of transgenderism. In doing so, he appealed to Reaganism saying that the government has no business regulating private medical procedures. Is this what conservatism stands for today? One longtime internet commentator said that conservatives could not even conserve the women's restroom. Our own governor, Brad Little, signed a law banning boys from playing on girls' sports teams, as well as banning abortion after six weeks. He has also championed tax cuts and rolled back a lot of regulation in state government. 
By most metrics, that makes him a solid conservative. However, his wishy-washy handling of the COVID lockdown has turned many Idaho conservatives against him, and invited a primary challenge from his own lieutenant governor. So is he a rhino? Is he not a real conservative? You see, in the end, the term conservative is relative. British philosopher Robert Conquest's first law of politics is that everyone is conservative about what he knows best. Ten years ago, when the left-wing zeitgeist was all about feminism and gay rights, author J.K. Rowling was considered extremely progressive for writing smart female characters and throwing the gay lobby a bone by retroactively making Dumbledore homosexual. But then the left opened up the transgender front in the culture war. Suddenly, feminists who'd spent their entire lives fighting for women's rights were told that they had to accept men who identified as women. Watching a women's MMA fight where a man busts the face of a lady is now considered progressive, despite many years of warnings about the dangers of domestic violence. I guess Chris Brown was ahead of his time. In any case, Rowling is now condemned as a TERF, a trans-exclusionary radical feminist, because she disagrees with the idea that men can become women. Conservatives have rallied around her, but notice that she never changed her positions. She is who she always was. Rather, it was the culture that changed around her. That is what is happening in Western civilization. Yesterday's progressives are tomorrow's conservatives. Today, holding views that were common among the men who stormed Omaha Beach will not only get you censored by the left, but get you attacked by most of the right as well. Conservatism really is progressivism driving the speed limit. Rather than talking past each other, or debating who is and who is not a true conservative, let's have a serious discussion about what is actually necessary to save our country from the progressive hellhole it's becoming. Rather than retreat to Reagan-era slogans about keeping government out of business, let's use the power we have to stop businesses from trampling on our rights and destroying our communities. In the current year, it is not enough to be conservative, to merely conserve yesterday's progressive gains. We must be reactionary. We must go back. We have to look at what was lost and find a way to get that back. We must learn from the mistakes of the past and move forward with a positive vision for what we want our communities, our state, and our country to be. If our elected officials want to use American blood and treasure to fight endless foreign wars, then let's vote them out, whether they're conservative or not. If our governor ignores our state constitution to unilaterally shut down your business, and he ignores the cries of our citizens who are being crushed by petty tyrants, then he's got to go, whether he's conservative or not. The lesson of the Trump era is that adherence to decades-old platitudes is not what traditional Americans are looking for anymore. The old GOP game of mumbling a few words about liberty, freedom, eagles, apple pie, and baseball won't cut it anymore. Either fight for us, or get out of the way. 